Yo, welcome back to another episode. We got everybody in the house today. So this is Josh. LT. J-Mac. And this is King's King's Chat. Chat. Conversation for Kings. Yes, sir. Today we're going to talk about a hot button topic. Like we're gonna hot take off the there. press. <laughs> Make it I'm, hot. I'm talking about super I'm sorry, hot. Sorry, mama. <laughs> so look, we're, we're gonna apologize to people early. Yeah. So trigger notice, right? Yeah. So you know. So we're gonna talk about the black church today. Some some pluses and minuses, pros and cons of the black church. You know, we we uh, we all are. Uh, I, I can say that we're men of faith. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we had an experience maybe a week ago to be able to uh, attend a funeral that was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. And uh, to see so many people uh, show up to the the funeral of a friend of ours. And, uh, you know, they were all people of faith. And it was a a church uh, type of setting, but it was at a large convention center. And so, you know, we... We're unpacking some of the things that we saw and some of the things that we felt were, uh, you know, great moments. And then some of the things that as a black church, just in general, that uh, could be changed, that could help us as a people or or help us to do better, think different. Uh, so we're going to explore that. We're going to unpack it. And uh, before that, do we want to do we want to do some some housekeeping before that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we always got a sponsor, uh, Black Onyx LLC. You know, they they've been hooking up with us for for a while now. Shout out, shout out. yes, sir. And uh, you know, just so you guys know who they are, uh, they're a real estate company, premier real estate company in the local area. Uh, you know, taking care of a lot of business. So uh, we love you, Black Onyx. Yeah, and Thank also, you for your support. You can catch us on lots of different uh, streaming um, uh, podcast sites. You can catch us on um, uh, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Just make sure you research us at King's Chat. King's Chat, type it in. You can listen to all of our past episodes there. We appreciate the support. We love y'all so much. Yeah, yes, hit sir. us up. You know, if you guys got any topics, right? And it's kingschat at gmail.com. Yeah, King's Chat Podcast. Podcast. So you get me Gmail. right, John. Yeah. Get me right. So, so yeah, no, yeah, yeah, so hit us up. Let us know what you want to talk about. Or if you're listening on Anchor, you can hit, send us a message directly on Anchor. Send us a message, something you'd like to talk about, something you'd like to hear more about. Mm-hmm. But we're here for it. So I, I think when we talk, when we talk about this, um, I, I think we need to go in a little bit into the history of the black church, right? We, hold on, Jerry. Before yeah. you do that, I, I think we need to give the audience, you know, our experience first. You know, yeah. we, we're not coming from um, uh, just because uh, we, we were, you know, at a service last week. Uh, th- this is something that we've we've all grown up, right? That's right. You know, I was in church. I, I tell people from Sunday to Sunday, you know, right. <laughs> for whatever reason. I, I know you guys were too. Yeah. And I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just wanted, you know, people to have the background, you know, that we, it, this is just not one time, you know, that we went somewhere. Yeah. Uh, this is, you know, lifelong things that we've been involved with. And we're familiar with this and very close to it. I always say that I was going to church before I knew I was in church. You yeah. know, my, 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 my grandfather was an elder at my church. And my mom was, um, uh, when she was pregnant with me, was in church literally all the time. And I've been going since I've been a kid. And, Josh, I know you have a similar situation with you being very close to your church as well. Yeah, so my, uh, my great-grandmother, uh, she was very instrumental in uh, making sure everybody went to church. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would, I would go to church, grew up in a Baptist church. 
And, uh, you know, when I got to be of age to drive, I'd go and uh, I'd skip out. I'd stay long enough for people to see me, and then I'd skip out. But then, you know, uh, around 19, 20, I, uh, I got married, got back into church. Me and my wife, we both grew up Baptist. She didn't want to go to my church. I didn't want to go to her church. So we found a church. And so for 14 years, we were at a Pentecostal church. And then uh, from there, you know, we now we're at a uh, full gospel church. And so and we fellowshiped over the years, had friends that were Methodist, uh, and that sort of thing. And so, you know, I've got a, a pretty colorful background mm-hmm. when it, when you talk about faith and attending church and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think the reason why I was going into the history part of it, because I think we need to define the term black church. Yeah. So a lot of people may yeah. not know what that means. Sure. A lot of people may not understand that. But, you know, historically speaking, if we want to go, you know, all the way back, um, uh, even if you want to go to slavery times, <clears throat> You know, um, uh, whenever you know, you gotta take us back, Mac. You gotta take it back. You gotta, you gotta take it back. You gotta take it back. <laughs> when, the, when the indigenous people got over here, obviously Christianity was not their predominant religion, right? Now, right. To, to, to dispel some myths, Christianity was in Africa even prior to the transatlantic mm-hmm. slave trade. I mean, so, so let's let, let, let's start there. But however, that was not the predominant view, right? right. But you really don't even get Christianity being the predominant view really until the 16, 17, 1800s, right? Um, so the transatlantic slave trade started in the 1600s. So you, you have a lot of, you know, white Anglican slave owners that would indoctrinate their slaves, right? And we have we have, you know, evidence of this with the slave Bible, right? They would mm-hmm. they would you know, would rip out certain pages. It's missing teach, 90 books. They would they would teach um uh submissiveness, you know, with the Bible and and from that um the African American diaspora really became evangelized as Christian, right? So now let's fast forward a little bit to desegregation in the Civil War, right? So obviously after the Civil War um, uh, desegregation happened after um, uh, Reconstruction. You had the Jim Crow laws, and during that segregation time, white um, Americans and black Americans weren't even allowed to worship together, right? Mm-hmm. So so black people couldn't go into white churches, so they would form their own congregations. And what would right. happen is white missionaries would plant these congregations in these predominantly black communities, get a predominant black pastor to, 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 to start to build this church and then just kind of move on to the next one. So you oftentimes find white sponsors of black churches in black areas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and from that, you, 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 you get a litany of the black church, which is predominantly black um, uh, congregations um, that oftentimes you know, are a little bit different when it comes to their worship compared to their white counterparts, right? right. And, and what we're talking about, too, is when it comes to the black church is, you know, that still exists today. Even though we're removed from segregation, we're removed from slavery, we oftentimes still find churches segregating themselves with yeah. predominantly white and predominantly black, right? Mm-hmm. Even to this day, they right? They say Sunday is one of the most segregated days. Most segregated yeah. days, mm-hmm. yeah, of, of the week. And, yeah. and, and and oftentimes, not only that, but then you also find yourself segregating in when it comes to um, denominations, right? Absolutely. So I think that, that's why you can go into a black neighborhood and literally find a church oh, every on almost corner. every single corner, yeah. right? They all claim to worship the same God. They all claim to, you know, praise the name of Jesus, but they do mm-hmm. it a different way, and they all do different things, right? Yeah. And then it comes to the point of, okay, so what's the community impact of that, right? I mean, yeah. what, what, because we also have to realize, too, is like from, from a unity standpoint, if, if, if we say that we want to be a unified people, but on Sunday we're still being disassembled yeah. in that way, what, what effects does that have 
on the community. And I think that's the, where the conversation comes in at is what is the effects that we still see to this day from segregation, from racism, from Jim Crow that is now bled its way into the black church. I mean, a lot of people don't understand that the division between Southern Baptists and General Baptists came because of slavery. slavery. Yeah. The Southern Baptists didn't want to let go of the slaves. I mean, even if you want to go back from that, the church, the Catholic church would bless slave ships before they went out to right. get slaves for the transatlantic slave trade. So there's this history there that I think a lot of times we don't want to deal with. And then we also don't want to deal with how a lot of times we're still divided today mm-hmm. from that history. And, and, and then we can talk about too, is you know what what is the appropriation of that what what, what is the, the what is the church's main goal is it beneficial or is it not and i think we have to have those conversations and, and, I, and i think we have to look at it that way because there's some people who would say hey you know the church and, I, and, I, and i'm one of those people by the way i do think that the church is beneficial i think that mm-hmm. there are some areas that there needs to be improvement in i think that there are some things that could be better but everything could be better right um but 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 i do think that we have to look at that history we have to look at how it's appropriated we have to look at okay is this uniting our community or is this dividing our community right and so look you you gave gave me that look like you were expecting like you said, so I'm gonna say this. I'm expecting something from these guys. <laughs> well, you said I. I do believe it's beneficial, <laughs> right? I, I, I think I think church is beneficial, but to a certain extent. And I say that because there are certain things that in black church that we do and we operate in, and a lot of times we don't know why, but we just continue in these old traditions that uh, sometimes are harmful to us, mm-hmm. sometimes that don't advance us, and so. You know, I think church is beneficial in the sense that there's a place you can go that people will hold you accountable sometimes. And uh, it it teaches you, um, you know, discipline. It teaches you certain foundational things if it's done right. But if it's done wrong, mm-hmm. that's when we run into the issues. And, you know, I think also talking about black church, there's some there's some things that you uh, that are assuming or that you will assume. And some some are stereotypical, some are, some of them are true. Like when you say black church, you automatically think it's going to be a long service. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of times it is. That's the collection plate. One more time, what right? You going you going the door's been open for about well, two hours, right? right. <laughs> and so like there, there's those things, and it's like you know that may not be the case everywhere, but a lot yeah. of places it is the case. They yeah. selling dinners, yeah. that sort of thing. You know they've been uh, raising money. To uh, as a building fund, they put a doorknob on the church <laughs> and stuff, and so like those sort of things, like you see a lot when you talk about black church, and a lot of them are these struggling churches that you know are the way that they are because you have people who uh, are cool with keeping things the way that they are or they used to be. This was what was passed down to us, and they don't know where it comes from. Mm. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times it, it may just come from, you know, somebody who just told them that was the way it had to be, right? Like like I was telling you, when it came to the, the white churches kind of planting the black ones, right? Mm-hmm. Th- they would tell, you know, hey, these black pastors, this is what you preach on Sunday morning, right? Th- th- yeah. this, is, this is how you have to act. This is what you have to do. And we can even go there when it comes to that that almost white supremacy complex that exists in the church to this day. Yeah. That Christ is depicted 
as a white man with flowing white hair, right? Or flowing, flowing oh, do you hear Megyn Kelly say that though? <laughs> Everybody knows, man. Everybody but, knows. But but but, that, but that's the thing, though. I mean, if, if you mm. if you look in the Bible, <laughs> if you look in the Bible, and I guess that's what I'm saying too, yeah. is that oftentimes black church has been mischaracterized as being all all flair and no substance, sure. right? All emotion, but no change and no benefit. Because oftentimes we find ourselves falling back into those old tropes. I mean, think about it. Yeah. If you actually research the Bible, you would know that Jesus wasn't white. He was Jewish, right? He came yeah. from that. He came from Palestine, right? Well, and then also you would also. It also too. gives a description of him talking about what color skin was yeah. like brass, hair like wool, that's sort Burnt of stuff. brass. Yeah. It's not just brass, right? Burnt Burnt brass. But even if you look yeah. at, even if you look at the Pauline epistolaries, it talks about how Jewish men didn't wear their hair long because it, it because it was a, it was ashamed of them right and women who had short hair was ashamed of them right so it's kind of mm-hmm. like Jesus didn't have long hair but yet we 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 look at these tropes and we we see these things and we don't think about what effect that has psychologically on us subconsciously Absolutely. on us right and and and, it, and when we say on us it even it, not only in America but in other countries yeah. like you can go to Africa and there, even in Africa there's white Jesus yeah. Yeah. And you know th- that blew my mind, mm. like to find that out. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's a narrative that's been fed to the black church, uh, and it's sometimes through imagery, and that sort of thing. And we've carried it with us, not knowing why. Yeah, you, you, you know what's so funny though is the Orthodox Church, right, of, of Russia. They they have a dark skinned prima donna. You know, yeah. So you know, I'm, I'm not going to go into that type of stuff, right? You, you guys, I mean, information is out there. Please, please do your own research, right? But um, I, one thing I will say is that um, you know, growing up in the black church, I, I've definitely seen you know its benefits, um, and one of the biggest benefits that I, I've seen um, over the course of time uh, with it is the assembly of people for something positive, you know, yeah. the assembly of people for something positive. And anytime I, I am in, you know, uh, that assembly, uh, and I have been in the past, there's a lot of power there. Yeah. We went to the funeral. LT turned to me. He goes, man, he said, look at all these people. <laughs> he said, he said, man, can you imagine what we could do? He said, if all these people got on the right page to do something positive, yeah. he said to do something, you know, to build something, mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, man, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of power, right?" And, and um, I think what happens to us as a people, um, and I think it's happened probably multiple times throughout our history, and 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 I'm not here to say whether you know um, to talk about anybody's belief, whether you believe in, in God or not. That that that's not the conversation for me today. But if I, I'm I'm looking at you know the black church. Um, as Jared just, you know, J. Mac just went through that history, took us back, right? You know, gave gave us that tour. It, it, how we experience it uh, was, was was given to us, yeah, right. It was given to us, and you know, yeah, we made it our own, right? We got good sauce. We put our sauce on something, and it's nice, right? We made it our own, right? Yeah, yeah and, and did all those things, and, and, and I get it. And then, and over a period of time, um. It has been very beneficial for us, right? For for many different reasons, a, a meeting place, a gathering place, you know, a healing place, you know, a place where you you can talk to others, like Josh said, be, became accountable, but but yet and still, it still was given to us. And I'm not talking about you know the belief of God, right? You know, if you believe in God, you believe in Jesus Christ, that's your own personal spiritual journey, as, as Jared mentioned as well. You know, the the belief in Christianity was already over in Africa if you subscribe to you know the belief of the transatlantic slave trade, as most people do, right? But as we look at, at, at just how we act as individuals inside of this mechanism, 
I believe that our growth has to be outside of that box. And I, I don't, I, when, when I say that, I don't have an answer of what that really means or what that really entails. I just know when something is not your own and no matter how much you try to make it your own, it is not your own. And again, I want to specify, I am not talking about belief. I am not talking about uh, uh, deities or belief. I am talking about the systematic transitioning of how the black church came about and what it has done and what it has meant to our society. I believe we can grow beyond it. Well, yes. I, I agree because even though there are, are great parts of it, like, like like you guys said, as far as you know, being a meeting place where people can come together who are like-minded for something positive, I mean, we can't skip over that. The civil rights movement was 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 championed a lot by by, church. by, by churches. I mean, mm-hmm. think about it. Martin Luther King was a minister. Yeah, he he would give talks about freedom in his church, right? So I mean, that was grassroots. But I also think that there's a lot of parts of our community that we alienate due to the fact of what we find in those sixty six books, right? So a lot yeah. a lot a lot of our brothers and sisters who may not may not may not believe the same way that we believe may not have the same sexual orientation that we have um mm-hmm. all those different may have a different lifestyle or alternative lifestyle a lot of times we don't we find ourselves parceling them out because of what's in the bible so a lot of times it, 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 it's a double-edged sword it's great to yeah. bring people together but there are some people who still get left out right mm-hmm. oh yeah I, I think we have to look at that um from a standpoint of inclusiveness right mm-hmm. and how do we bring our community together to work on things that are positive and benefit everybody in the community right not just for some people well i, I I'll, I'll you know throw one out there that that's probably going to offend a lot of people here go ahead lt yeah i'll tell you a big issue i have with the black church is this issue around money, right? And I'm I'm not I'm not yes. a big, I'm not a prosperity gospel type of guy. I'm not saying you know put your 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 hundred dollars into a hat and make it into a million dollars and you know all this stuff. Like money is is not money is not everything in this world, right? right. It's a very small component to me, but it's a component to freedom in the society that we live in, and it's a component to power, and it's a component to having your will and your voice heard. Yeah. Right. So one thing that I do know, and as Jared alluded to in history, is that, you know, as the black church format uh, came into a formal existence, there was somebody from Masters Camp sitting there making sure that the preacher didn't get on anything that would talk about revolt. That would talk about, you know, um, you, you, you need to, you know, use the power of, of, of God and Christ to get what you want. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was never anything about, you know, those type of things. It was more so of the subjugation text. Mm-hmm. And it was more so of the thing saying, you know, wait, your buy and buy and your reward won't be here, but your reward would be there yeah. in heaven. And I, and I have a huge problem with that because. To me, that is belittling the creator, because if you believe that it, that the creator went and created a place for you, that's all the things that it says that it is in the book. Why do you think anything that you can have here would be less, would be less, mm-hmm. you know, or, yeah. or, or not even just less? I'm sorry, would be better than that. Right. Why You could be a trillionaire here and experience the, the best life that you can possibly experience. Mm-hmm. 
materialistic and monetary wise. And even if you added the whole cake in there and you had love and family and success all wrapped in one, yeah. it's still not going to be what the book says it would be in heaven. That's right. So that, that's why are we sitting around here waiting? And, and, and my biggest thing is we have this it's it's a waiting mentality. Put your put your burdens there and then wait. My, yeah. Like the whole concept of moving forward and, and, and looking at faith. Faith is a verb, right? It is an action. So an action means you have to do something. Yeah, you have to have faith. I talk about faith with my son and visioning and making yeah. sure that you know that you 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 get what you you know you're looking at it and, and this, really. This is the part that a lot of people you miss, want, right? When they talk about the works, yeah, you like you have to actively work because without works it you you are not going to go anywhere in this life if you sit around and wait what i call the sky daddy mentality for sky daddy to swoop down and save you he's already he's already came and how he's came he's came through you because you have what you need already to be successful but lawrence i also think that that's a cultural thing too because i think that the the message oftentimes that's preached from the pulpit is you know, you got you gonna have a mansion, robe, and a crown. You may not get it down here, but you are gonna get it up there. So, so it, 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 culturally speaking, oftentimes we find ourselves gravitating to those meek and lowly texts because that's the reality that you see. Most of those black churches are in depressed neighborhoods, and and I, I get it, and, yeah. and that's where I say somehow, some way, we have to move beyond it. And 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 I don't want anybody to think that I'm talking about everybody has to be a millionaire status or everybody has to have Lambos, everybody has to have this, and the success is only measured by what you have. What I'm talking about is getting to a level of spirituality and belief that the things that you want in this life come. I'm I'm talking about good relationships with your spouses, good relationships like you talked about in the community. I'm talking about good, you know, financial habits. You know, you know, I don't understand why, you know, we we can't get to a point in which financial habits and positive money management is not a pillar of our community inside of these buildings as well. No, I agree. But but the reason that it's not and I'm going to go there. The reason that it's not is because it's not beneficial to everyone. So, like, when you have leadership who's benefiting from all these people putting money into a pot and, you know, the pastor or whoever is in leadership can go and do all these grand things by Cadillacs. You're going to get in by, trouble, Josh. Hey, I'm, I'm going there. <laughs> you get in trouble. <laughs> right. If you don't like it, you don't have to listen. But that's what's happening. And certain people benefit from, you know, not educating the masses on how to be really good stewards. And I, like you said, I'm not advocating for everybody to be filthy rich, but you should reach a level of stability. Yeah. Well, well, but, but I, I guess sustainability. And, uh, and hold on, I, I want to make two more topics and I'm going to pass it back. I apologize. I, I, I think, you know, don't be afraid of mental health techniques. Like you, you, yeah. you know, like I, 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 I'm, I, I love the fact that you believe that you could pray, you know, something out of somebody, right? Like, but you know, it, it, as you put your hands on somebody, you had that belief. What are the action steps once you leave that arena of, of where you know those endorphins are released, and you mm-hmm. believe you're having a spiritual moment? You know, is there some additional things that you should be like some mental health techniques to help some you supportive get, services, some supportive services, right? You know, and 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 and, and trust me, I. I, I I am not saying, you know, if you are one that subscribes to I'm just lean and depend on Jesus, that is that that's fine. That's what you decided to subscribe to. But what I'm saying is I personally believe that the creator is bigger than just how we are making 
the creator seem and there's more tools that we have already been given to rehab our community mm-hmm. in a better fashion than I'm gonna say it running up and down aisles every Sunday. Well, yeah, <laughs> so, but, but Lauren, I, I guess what, what I'm saying is, is that I, I don't think that's a function of Christianity. I think that's a function function of culture. Because think yeah, about and, it, and, I, it, and, I, and I, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm, it's, I, I didn't want to get on a thing. Josh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Bro. I didn't want to get a thing on on since necessary belief. I'm just saying it's not necessarily about belief. It's just how you're using your belief. No, I, you no, I, I agree because think about it. In the, in the white church, when when someone dies, they'll leave. A whole lot of money to the church, right? And then they'll build a wing on the building with that that church's name, with that person's name on, that petitioner's name on it. When in the black church, if somebody dies, we sell them fish dinners because we can't cover their their funeral expenses. A lot because of cases, we don't talk yes. about life insurance, we don't talk about leaving legacy, we don't talk about financial management, right? A so, lot of times they say, "Oh, God, will take care of you." Yeah, yeah, and, and we don't talk about I'm, health. We don't talk about health. We don't talk about mental health. And I think yeah. those are things that need to be introduced into the black church because if you have all these churches in a depressed neighborhood, eventually that neighborhood, by proximity to that church, if they're practicing the right things, should start to lift that yes. community up. But you, you have to practice the right thing. So, like, there's very few black churches that will do things like uh, they'll have like book clubs where you're you're reading things outside of the Bible that are edifying to the body, right? There's very few places to talk about financial literacy where they will have people to come in and talk about financial literacy where they do series on things. There's very few places that will uh, educate people on the everyday things that they need uh, without tying it to a sermon and stuff. And, like, you you might hear about some of this stuff in a sermon, that sort of thing, but, you know, beyond that, what do you do? Or when you pray for somebody and you pray, oh, you know, God, I pray God's going to uh, bless your finances. What do you do beyond that? Like that opens a person's mind to the it's possible, but then you have to give them something beyond that, that they could practice, that they could put in place that is consistent, that you're constantly revisiting one conversation every so often, or one conversation around Easter or around Christmas or whatever the occasion is, it's not enough. No, I, and also I think that we also need to start getting outside of the box and start using resources in our community, right? So mm-hmm. just because a person doesn't go to my church or subscribe to just my congregation doesn't mean that that person doesn't have some kind of useful tip or or could yeah, do a workshop yeah. that could benefit yes. the people there. I think mm-hmm. oftentimes, oh, well, because he goes to that Baptist church and I'm Kojic, well, I'm not going to have him come over to my church and do a workshop. But that guy might be able to edify your people. He mm-hmm. might be able to talk about financial planning or something like that. But because we have to start getting out of the box. And the other thing I want to say, too, what we think about your people, my people. Correct. I don't want you to steal my members. Because if you baptize in that church, that's your member. But it's really, if you really look back, it's not about different churches. It's about the entire body Body. of Christ, the entire body of the community, just as we as a people – melanated people should be a body of people that work together rather than separating ourselves. And the other thing too, Lawrence, let me say this before you jump in there. For all of our listen for, for all of our listeners out there, we're not trying to bag or, or beat up on a book. We were we were raised in this, right? So, yes. so we're, we're not just you know trying to beat up, but we're just seeing some some of the things that we saw that we're still seeing, right? That, that, that we should be able to talk about. And you know, and there was a lot of great things like that helped us to become great men. Absolutely, absolutely. Most of the great things that I got have stemmed from the black church. I'm not going to yeah, lie about like that. Like I had great yeah, that, mentors. That would be, that'd, that'd be you know silly for me to even front and say it, it, it hasn't been. But I, I just that doesn't mean 
that it can't be much, much better. Correct. Yeah. Right. Correct. So, you know, I, I was thinking about, you know, what you said in my own statement about, you know, um, services and things like that. Shout out to the, to, to the, you know, churches and temples and people, uh, that, that have, you know, those type of programs because there are, right. You know, you're going to say, Oh, you know, this and this and that. And, uh, you, you guys, you know, are, are not thinking about this. And you're not thinking about that. And I get it. There, there are those services out there. Right. So that brings me to my next point. And if this you, is what if I you have services and you're listening. Comment. Yeah, yeah, we'll share the service. For sure, we'll share have. the service. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, we'll share it. Uh, and I think what Jared was talking about, as far as like you know, uh, more so not a, a spiritual thing on Christianity, but more of a, of a societal thing. I, I I've had the opportunity to participate in some lectures and and, and whatnot, you know, uh, financial seminars in church. And you know, there's a there's another side of that as well. You know, for for thinking leadership who does have these services, we have to have people who are willing to take advantage of these services as well. Because a lot of times, what I would get was, "Oh, that's good information, young brother. I appreciate y'all here." Well, are, are we going to do anything about it? What's the next step? Yeah, yeah like you know what I mean, or, or, or you know that y'all y'all show are doing good around here. I'm I'm glad to see you out here. Where's the, Where's the support? Right? Yeah. Where Where are you where, where are you gathering up? Just as you were gathering up your kids to bring them to Sunday school, yeah. where were you gathering up your children to make sure they were listening to you know, hey, how how to deal with bullies if there was a bully presentation, or yeah. or, or, or how to make sure how do you pass this SAT? Is that class full? Right? Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're willing to you know play basketball. And we're willing to do all those things and i'm not taking away those things we need those things those are effective in our community but Mm -hmm. we need you know some of those other classes to be early motherhood you know all the all the different services that i know have been offered out there you know a lot of times you know leadership gets tired because they're doing there and they're spending their time they're putting together this curriculum and nobody's taking advantage of that and rightfully so you want to spend time with your family so you retract those services right or you may not have the money to continue to give those services so i I do think it's something you know that we need to look at on both sides of saying okay how's this damage been done on that side as well and i still think it's because of that same thing of saying well you know i am just going to rely right you know that's what that's what they always say you know well hey can i set some time with you well you know young bro i'm just going to rely on you he's going to take care of me and i'm fine you know but you 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 go out there and do good work you know and all that stuff it's just like when are we going to get to the point that not only you know that we're lifting up the community in, in a greater sense by, you know, having more of these uh, institutions offer these type of things. But when are we going to take advantage of them as a people? Because we we we, we got to quit relying on outside forces and, 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 and allowing the outside force come in and, and have our sway. You know, when when the local city uh, council person is there, everybody's showing up for church or when the mayor candidate there or, or when the, 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 the sheriff candidate or whoever's running for office shows up, yeah. everybody's all excited to see them. Right. But if you see in here and say okay i'm gonna have a presentation on heart disease afterwards you that door clear out as quick as anything else right you know I, i'm i'm a, i don't, don't only to switch the conversation up but you made a good point about leadership right i um, mean you have to have forward thinking leadership absolutely and, and i think we we both know that in the black church leadership traditionally has been pretty male dominated mm-hmm. and yeah. one of the problems that you find is now is that the church is kind of underneath the crisis because there's a lack of male leadership in the church there's yeah. a lack of males going to church. I mean, walking in any black church today oh, is man, majority. That's a whole other conversation. 
It's right. majority <laughs> female, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so it's another thing of those things of, okay, so, so how do you then cultivate proper leadership within that? And not just proper leadership in the church, proper leadership in the minority community, right? I mean, like, yeah. so, so, so how do you start to then facilitate that? Because if, if the church is just an outgrowth of the community, you're going to see what's happening in the church, in the microcosm, in the macro, which is happening in the larger community, which is there, there is a lack of male leadership. Yeah. I, I think we've turned our pastors into superstars. And yeah, I, yeah. I don't care how much they get paid. Like that's that that's a I, I don't I like if you if you you know if your church decides to pay you six figures that's that's you know seven figures I don't care. Like, but I, I think you know the the lure of them being superstars has taken away especially young black males from going to church because you know you you if you're in a relationship and, and we all know as you said there's a lack of black males in church so most of those women are black women and they talk about you know well you, i'm praying for you you need to come to church well pastor said pastor said pastor don't pay the bills in this house <laughs> right right where's pastor, that where's that at? Pastor <laughs> don't pay the bills in this house right well you know my pastor's like okay well we're uh, pastor going and, to work is pastor helping you raise these kids and what's what pastor doing you and know? that, that and reliability and, right and, it's a conflict of, you, and, and I'm not saying that a good. I'm not saying pastors shouldn't be revered as, as shepherds. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is when you, when the focus is on pastor and what pastor said, mm-hmm. pastor said this, pastor said that. Well, I had a conversation with my pastor, you know, yeah. and, and I'm not talking away from pastors, but in, in, in a, if you are supposed to be a leader in your household and you're always getting thrown up in your face where pastor is, and, and you know, and, and there, I, and I, I know people, you know, uh, um, from uh, other backgrounds. I, I'm not married to an African American a woman, you know, who, who's in church. So I, I know the difference of somebody else and, and you coming to you and, and the, the spiritual yeah. experience and especially on, on different cultures how it's not what pastor said it's more so of what the message was mm, yeah. right and more so of what you know all the but in our church put an emphasis on pastor. pastor and you know if we're putting an emphasis on the pastor right then the thing that rightfully comes up is is the pastor going the right direction to make you successful is he preaching the right things that will make your household successful because if the pastor is not sound in his finances if he's not sound in his mental health or or his physical health then and he's saying do these things and god's going to take care of then it doesn't serve your house well see but josh this is another thing too i think we have to unpack that from a historical standpoint understand that the pastors were the first bourgeoisie of the black community because the slave slave owners would elevate them so that everybody else would listen to them we all know the story of nat turner where he just Mm -hmm. couldn't do it anymore right so so we've been conditioned for hundreds of years to look at the pastor as being a different class of citizen so that's why the emphasis oftentimes is on the man rather than the message and i think until we unpack that i I think we we oftentimes will fall prey to that if even if you want to go deeper with that it's it's really akin to the house Negro and the field Negro, the house Negro being the pastor field Negro being the members. And so you have that was the, most cases what it yeah, was. It was most cases, yeah. man. Cause he could read. He, he was taught read. to read. Yeah. He was taught mm-hmm. to read. And he was on the first thing he was taught to read was certain sections of the Bible, not even the whole Bible. Right. But the, we're getting long on the podcast. So I, you know, I, for me to wrapping it up, what you just said, Jared, and also what you just added on to that, Josh brings me back to that initial point. You know, we're all talking about unpacking this and really looking into it. I think we need to do away with it. And I'm not talking about Christianity. I'm talking about doing away with this black church. I'm not talking about black people getting together in assembly and faith. I'm just talking about we need to do away with it because we just talked about 
all the things that we got out of the black church and those things we would have got with the black church. I mean, we, those things we, we would have got those things from the black assembly anyways. Yeah. Right. We, we would have still got it. So doing away with this mechanism of what we have and this reverence and all these different things and his traditions, where has it gotten us? I had a client the other day in my office, a 91 year old, uh, Caucasian white lady, right? I, I, Caucasian white. I'm sorry. White. I love y'all too, but you know, <laughs> uh, you know, a Caucasian lady come in my office and, and she looked at me and she said, how do you feel like it is for black people now? And I said, Oh, you know, I'm trying to be, you know, politically correct. And, and you know, I, I'm like, Oh, you're asking me the hard questions. We can't talk about that. You know, she's like, no, just give me an answer. It's as simple as yes or no. She looked at me and I said, did you feel like it's getting better? I said, no. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 the thing about it is, is I I I can go into you know stuff about you know how I, I there's information saying that it wasn't even this bad a hundred years ago, right? With, with different how we used to interact together as white people and black people, right? But that's a different yeah. conversation. But it, it's not getting better, and I, I would say the key to it not getting better is not waiting, and we're waiting on something. I don't know what we're waiting on. I don't know what we're waiting on. We have the talents. We have the we, we we have the ability. Most of the things holding us back are the perceptions. Most of the things holding us back are perceptions. I'm not saying mm-hmm. racism is not real. I'm not saying institutionalized racism is not real. It's very real, right? It, it, and it's evident every day in my life. So I'm not going to say it's not real. But we're holding ourselves back because of the perceived danger of coming together and doing something of what we're really capable of doing. You know, so, so yeah. Lawrence, I would partially agree with that, but I'm going to disagree with you on it. I, I think you reform it, but don't abolish it. Because I think the point that you made earlier about um, uh, when someone asked you about how is it for, for you know the African-Americans in our community, sometimes we as African-Americans don't feel as if we can be our authentic selves in the workplace. Or mm-hmm. we don't feel we can be our authentic selves. We're going to talk about that on it, another episode. Yeah, in, in, in society. But when you come together in the black church, it's, it's a little bit of a, of a time to let your hair down. And to fraternize and fellowship with your people, right? And I think you yeah, it's, need it's almost that. like it. I'm not uh, saying take away that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying take away the constraints of the black church. Even the the the, the word the black church is a is a prison to us. That's a negative connotation. No, I understand what you're saying. That, that's what I'm. I don't. I, I'm not saying take away your belief in Jesus. I'm not saying. I'm, I'm saying take away those power. If we all believe death and life is in the power of the tongue, let's really start believing that. Let's really start looking at these things and let's really start, like you said, unpacking these things. And we, in my opinion, like I said, it's my humble opinion. It needs to be taken away. Josh, what do you think? I agree. But I, I don't think that surprises you. <laughs> uh, you going to give me the crickets? <laughs> no, uh, no, I, I agree that uh, some of those constraints need to be changed. Like you was looking for the... <laughs> but... It, 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 there are some things that need to be taken away. Like there are some things that have negative connotations or, you know, um, separate thoughts or separate connotations that, you know, uh, don't fully speak to uh, who we who we really are or what we could be. And some some of those connotations hold us back. And so like uh, and some of the things, you know, we we like about the connotations when we talk about black churches, this whole different cultural experience mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And we like that, mm-hmm. that, uh, that that's there. And, you know, it's uh, beautiful. It gives us it's something beautiful, beautiful people, beautiful voices, you know, it's beautiful. We, you can't, there's no denying that. Yeah, And you know, there's, there's a lot of great things that come out, Absolutely. Of, out of the 
air quotes, black church. So like a lot of people learn to sing in church. Mm -hmm. A lot of people learn to speak uh, and they become orators because of church. They, uh, they learn some really good qualities, but then there's the ones, the other qualities that are holding us back because they say, Oh, you know what you can't do. God's going to do. And the Bible tells us that all things are possible but we're told what you can't do, God's going to do. No, it's that you need to take responsibility for the things that are not happening in your life and to fix the things that are wrong in your life. And, like, yeah, you pray about it, but then it's up to you to make sure that it happens. Like, there's a difference between belief and faith, right? Belief is believing what the Word says. Faith is when you act on what the Word says, not just believing it. And so it, it requires that extra step. It requires something from you. And I think that those things that are holding us back, that don't work and serve us, we should get rid of. Ooh, this has been a this has been a tough topic, boy. Um, thanks for everybody for listening today. All the pastors who are listening, please let us into your church on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Look, pray for us. <laughs> Put us on the prayer list. Once again, we want to thank our sponsor, Black Onyx LLC. Thanks so much for sponsoring. If you want to sponsor, please hit us up at kingschatpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, Check sir. us out on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're going to be here recording. Um, we love y'all. Thanks so much for tuning in. We just really appreciate it. Come back and join us for the next one. <laughs> hey, I love y'all, Black Church. Don't hate me. <laughs> Come back and join us for the next one. And if you're still here, hit that subscribe button. So once again, this has been... King's Chat. Chat.